0: Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a trumpet player from Kobe, Japan, Takuya Kuroda. Hello, everybody. This is Leander from Improv Exchange. And today... From Tokyo, we got a great guest today, Mr. Kuroda. Did I say no, it wrong again?
1: No, it's fine, man. Kuroda. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's
0: all good. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm bad with names. So, could you please introduce yourself to the people,
1: please? Um, hey, everyone. This is uh, Takuya Kuroda. Uh, play the trumpet. Uh, I was born in 1980. Um, uh, born and raised in Japan. Kobe City, uh, started a trumpet in the junior high school jazz big band playing like a calm in music. And just kept playing, playing till I moved to New York, which was uh, 2003. And I attended uh, to a new school, new school jazz. That's how I call that. And graduated in two thousand six, and just uh, stayed there till now. Even though I'm in Japan um, since March, uh, got a little stacking here. Uh, planning going back to New York probably soon. But uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I did a few albums, and then. I just—I'm uh, expecting to uh, drop a new one next month in September. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's about it, man. <laughs>
0: that's about it. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, like, nothing unusual. Well, I know you from your original Blue Note, I believe, album Rising Sun, which oh I
1: yeah, thank loved you, man. that oh, album. Thank
0: you. Thank I don't you. want to say it's ahead of its time, but the lo-fi <laughs> fans must love it. It's like a great <laughs> crossover and everything. Oh, thank you, man. Green Appreciate and gold, it. my favorite on that. Just so you know. Oh yeah, yes. Boy, hairs. Mm-hmm. So, tell us about this album that's coming out. What, what to expect on it?
1: Um, so, so this took much longer in in terms of making the album, like a process wise. You know, um, basically, this is more more productions in I mean like there's more beats that I I made myself at home using the Ableton which I've been doing a long time but I never had that confidence to just use it in like actual tracks of mine but this time um I think this was like two years ago. It's like my my birthday gift to myself that I booked a studio, small studio in Brooklyn. It's like a you know birthday gift to myself. Just just I went there just myself and the engineer Todd Carter, who was a huge part of this album this time. Um I showed him my the, the track that I've been working on and he said because I was expecting him to say like oh yeah yeah this is a good demo that kind of stuff but he's like yo tag this is actually good you may want replace a few notes and a few sound few sounds but this is a good track that you don't have to redo everything that changed all my view of uh, making new album. So I don't know if that gives you an idea of uh, what kind of album is it, but basically there's more my own beat than ever compared to my previous album. But I just want to say that, but it don't sound like, you know, it's that, that much digital production. It's very, Really like nice balance of uh, both of it, like performance and uh, productions. So,
0: okay, so,
1: and oh, yeah,
0: No, oh, okay. So, what I was gonna ask on it is it more like Zigzagger, more like Rise and Sun, is it more like Edge, or is it completely different than all <laughs> it's.
1: You you hear everything, like, you know, you, you you hear the elements from all the albums, but you're going to hear something new uh, sonically, like sounds so, um, I don't want to say it's new, but me and the, the engineer, Tad, we, we spent so much time for like sound engineering, like sampling myself, the sound of a sipping coffee, sound of a, just me hitting 26-inch kicks, uh, changing the speed. It's it's funny. Like, you have everything in a computer right now, like why you're doing, like, sampling yourself. But the process, somehow it helped us to make it more musical or make it more live how to say like i don't know about live because what
0: you're pretty much doing is taking my job away
1: that's right you are playing (laughs) the drums on the computer and then people like me (laughs) no no there's a drummer, there's a drummer you know that you know you're gonna hear it but when it comes to like just the eight bars of a part of it you hear or maybe you're not gonna notice it that if that that's my beat or not that's that's kind of point. Of a, oh,
0: that's something the I'm looking forward towards. And as Please, for somebody yeah. who gets, you know, downloads on Spotify in the millions, I'm not going to question anything you do.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So
0: you're doing something right. So, right.
1: And then I think you, you, you're you going to like it in terms of like a, you know, like a sound wise, like, I mean, some part obvious that's oh, this beats, but it's not too much. And I think the key is the balance of, uh, uh, you know, those live uh, feelings and the beats that's, you okay. know, I guess you, you, might, you might, you may have to listen to it. You I should go to, trust me the day it drops.
0: I just want to know Thanks. one thing though. Yeah, sure. Is Jose James going to be on this one? No. Oh, no,
1: no. <laughs> I love, it. but you know, we still, you know, no, no, no. I just like
0: the collaboration between you two. And I know. It, it, yeah, so like I said, it's whatever you two do in the studio to make that work, I love it. Yeah. I want to see more of that if you could in the future. And okay.
1: You gotta tell me how did you meet this guy? Oh, that was I, I met him in the new school actually. Oh okay, yeah. He was you know, he, he came actually after me. Um, and, uh, he, he didn't, we didn't really, uh, play that much when we we're in the school, but we, uh, we happened to be in the same senior recital of, uh, a friend of ours. And then we were in the same concert. Mm-hmm. And I remember he, he came up to me after that and he asked me, uh, if I want to come to, a. uh one of his recordings that he was doing, which was, I don't know if you know the album, uh, Black Magic. Yes, my, I Black Magic. Oh, okay. So that yeah. Was he was 2010,
0: if I'm correct.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. So he was doing the recording and then that's that's how it started. He asked me, but at that time, he was just asking me just be a part of the home sections. It wasn't like I'm arranging or, you know, it's like my, my test Test run or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So that's how we uh, how we started playing together. Okay, so
0: I know the jazz scene is big in Japan, mm-hmm. but how did yeah. you actually get into jazz?
1: Um, other than the 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 junior high school big band, or yeah, that, that's how I started. Actually, you what know. made you actually take it serious? Oh. So this may be a little bit, you know, uh, maybe too cute. But <laughs> when Let's I was hear. a, when I was a fifteen, you know, uh, I was like a third grade and junior high or something. So the teacher, the teacher of a school, the big man, he 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 was always playing a video of a, like a big jazz festivals, and then there were there was a great jazz festival in japan back in the days called uh, mount fuji jazz festival and there's uh, so many uh footage and videos on the youtube and there was a video of freddie hubbard playing like a long uh just himself playing a long intro um and this 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 camera the cameraman is shooting him from his behind so you see Freddie's back and playing trumpet and tons, of like thousands of people just chilling. I mean, big field in front of him. And just like, they're so into it. And I was like, wow, I want to do this too. And, then, <laughs> in the future. and then, that's the time I do remember I kind of start taking it serious that I want to be a, a trumpet player, like professional. I know it's little really, really too cute, but
0: <laughs> I, hey, I'm glad <laughs> Freddie helped you get onto this because, yes, yeah, like I, I do like your music. So, shout right. out to Freddie out there, <laughs> no, doubt. no doubt, So, what was your this? What made you decide to study in America?
1: Um, so when I was a 20, I was still in the college in Japan, um, doing, still doing a big band. And uh, which college were you in Japan, though? It's called Conan. Conan, okay. Yes, well, I'm a local joint. And um, and then I uh, I got a little scholarship going to a Barclay College five weeks program in the summer. Do you know that?
0: Yes, I do know that
1: program. Yeah. So so I got lucky, you know, just going there when I was 20 and, uh, you know, a bunch of high school students out there. And, but it's very fresh for me that... I actually never had, like, serious, like, official jazz education until that time. Even though I was in a school um, playing trumpet, playing a big band, it wasn't, like, a like a method or, like, official teacher teaching you. It's just, like, an older guy teaching younger guy. And I remember I didn't know any uh, theory or, you know, uh, it's just, like, I mean, that's how it is anyway, but uh, so spent five weeks in the Berkeley in Boston, first time in the classroom, teachers telling us like dominant sevens or <laughs> uh, sharp nine, flat nine, that kind of stuff, and I was like, wow, what is this? Only knowledge that we, you know, I had is just, you know, transcription, transcribing for blind most of the time. And in the class, oh wow, that little phrase that, you know, the Clifford always play in certain place is actually this flat nine dominant seven uh, phrase. So basically it really shocked me like, oh, wow, like you can actually analyze and adapt this, uh adapt to this information to your play and then you can expand. So I felt more possibilities to, you know, uh to grow in my playing. So I was like, wow, I want to come to the uh, U.S. And plus after the five weeks in the Boston, uh, my cousin was, Actually, staying in New York at the time, uh, she was uh, she was uh, studying design or something. So I got lucky that I could uh, crash on the couch and just checking the jam sessions every day. So I stayed in New York maybe like three weeks, just checking, going to jam session every day, and. This is interesting st- story that I was almost at uh Patches, Needle every night. And then... It's one of my favorite joints. Yeah. You know, you, you have a good day and bad day. Bad day, you know, you feel like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I can, I can join them, you know, play a few songs. But, you know, I don't know if you call it a bad day or a good day. <laughs> it can be opposite. But uh, some days, just like, Group of people just come in, you know, they just walking like a are the kings and just took over the stage and stopped playing. I I, I do remember they stopped playing. I remember April, which, they, you know, one of them, one of the standards that everybody knows. And I'm just listening to it. I got so shocked that everything, how they play was just out of, how do you say, it's like, it shocked me. I couldn't, I couldn't understand. Was it bad? It's so good. Oh, okay,
0: because I've been to some jazz jams where it was
1: bad and horrible. That's why I had an accent. Right, exactly. My bad. (laughs) It was was crazy good that, it was crazy good that, I couldn't even track where it is, because how they play, the rhythmical you know, approach and even like it changes. It's totally different. How they be harmed and everything. And I was like, who are they? They must be a super, you know, special famous guy. You know, cause I just I just didn't know. I when up them, I, I couldn't really speak that much at the time. So I'm like, with my point, may I ask you a name? And I couldn't even get the name, you know, because I, I couldn't even you know, I hear it right. And it's funny, after a few years, I came back and I got into new school and I started seeing these guys because I do remember. And there's one of them, uh, uh, Robert Glasper, one of them, uh, oh Robert, Logan, <laughs> and Logan Richardson, and one of them, Key on her role I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, I remember the experiments at the Creopatra's, you know Cleopatra's needle really, really had me decide like, oh, I have to come here. And I have to, you know, um, I have to be here to match, you know, to uh, to get better to this level. I was scary almost, you know, listening to them at that time, but uh that really uh had me decide move to New York, I have to say. Ah,
0: trust me, from Cleopatra's Meals, Smoke, and Zinc Bar, at least those are my big three. Yeah. The amount of people I know who went through there and are now on top of the jazz world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: those guys, man.
0: Well, that is interesting, I must say. At least your story on of it. Now, hopefully Robert I remembers know. you or your friends with him.
1: But uh, that, I mean, you know, we, we see each other at the, the tours and the festivals sometimes, but uh, I'm sure he don't remember it that night because, you know, I was like hiding in the corner.
0: <laughs> okay. So tell me the difference between the Japanese music scene mm-hmm. or jazz scene, I should say, versus yeah, sure. the New York scene.
1: Um, I guess it's, it's different. I I I never say good or bad because, you know, of course, it's a different uh, different place and different value, I guess. But, uh...
0: What don't you like about it then? About both oh, of them? What I don't like about it? Yeah, we'll start with that and then we'll say it with something good.
1: What don't you like what?
0: about the Japanese scene versus uh, the
1: American scene? Oh... Uh, I don't know if it's bad, but in, in Japan, especially when you're in Tokyo, um, I think it's good that a lot of musicians are so busy, which is good. But uh, how how gigs in Tokyo works, it basically, you know, you go to a club, jazz club, and you get that 4 p.m., go over all the music that you are playing that night, which is, Ten songs to twelve songs. You put that chart in front of you, and almost sight sing, or you know, rehearse once before the show. Then just play. Uh, done. Next day, same thing. So, what I want to say is, you just basically, um, it's less time to uh, put yourself, you know. Deep, deeper side of the music when you perform. You just play the song you just learned and then perform for, in front of people. And next day, you just do a whole different uh, songs. So I wish really have like, you know, rehearse on a different day. And when you really hit it in front of people, like you really hit it. Instead of just, you know, uh, put that, put the music in front of your, your face and, you know, kind of have to, it's like a plane for the chart, not for people sometimes. I mean, but in New York, sometimes I feel like, I think, I guess the environment, there's many places that you can rehearse in New York, like some, some places, some friends' apartment, you know, so that people often play together. Not for just, not only the reason for, because you have a gig, then I, people just get together and play music to get better. Or um, to just learn new music or play each other's originals. I guess, in general, in New York, you have more time to uh, uh, just play music in general, physically. And I like that. I really love that. But Japan... You got a lot of gigs, I guess. <laughs>
0: okay, so it's better for the artist to go to Japan to perform. You get more money.
1: Uh money-wise.
0: Uh, okay, think it's, it's the same. It's kind of same. To me. <laughs> I get. I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that I sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends where you play, but uh, you know where you play, but. <laughs> It's not great money here, but, uh, you know. Kinda yeah, it's same. jazz, you know how it is, man. Yeah, same idea. <laughs> same idea.
0: <laughs> so, how has Corona affected you in terms of the music scene, your touring?
1: Yeah, it did It did a lot. You know, I was expecting dropping an album way earlier than this. I think we were expecting, like, we're, we're, we were going to do, like... May. I have to push it. And reason why I'm here is that I came here to do a promotions for my new album in March and everything got pushed. Um, So there was like a time I didn't do anything, you know, I mean, I didn't practice. I was cooking, but, uh, you know, all the tours got canceled. I was going to go Brazil, you know, was my band. I was <laughs> looking for this all right. You know, some caipelini out there, but you know, that's not happening. And so I mean, it's not only me, I guess same as everybody else. But uh I don't know, it's it's a weird time. Especially at that time, like around April Oh, you know, I was like, "Oh, we got so much time now. Let's work on some, some, some shit that you know, you couldn't do it before when you were busy and but couldn't really focus." And you I don't still did not get it done? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's funny. when you have more time, you can't, <laughs> you can't even do anything. <laughs> but now I'm start doing like more radio shows, or you know, like mm-hmm. I've been doing promotions and stuff, and. I got more inspirations to writing more songs. And um, also, I did that one recording in, how do you say, remote ways? Or, you know, just exchanging files with my homies in New York. Um, That was actually exciting. It's funny, after Corona, everybody can just... (laughs) record yourself and make an album without going to studio or something. But uh, um, that's actually, I like I like it, you know. It's maybe more opportunities for you to uh, collaborate with more people than ever. And since people have more time, you know, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And just looking forward to hear, you know, my fresh music soon that you know people are just created while while they're staying at home so that's oh, going on that. Yeah. then
0: where do you think the jazz world will be in 10 years do you think it'll be better
1: do you think it'll be worse I think it's, it's it'll be better be honest like I started you know doing the musicians in Japan and when I started it, it, it wasn't a good place you know like money wise and financial wise. And You're saying it wasn't or was it wasn't really at all? No, like because, um, this older generations of musicians in Japan, when I had a gig with them back in the days, they just come up to me like, Yo, I feel sorry for you guys because they say they used to make much more money just playing a little, you know, like solo piano for. At the bar, they used to make like triple, uh, at least double, from what we get. So playing jazz in here, it was like, oh wow! Like, can you really make a living? You know. Um. So, but this is I'm talking about. This, you know, making money, just the little things. But uh, as an individual, making money is kind of important.
0: <laughs> I know, it
1: is, it is, you know, because I thought you were asking about more bigger. Yeah, bigger, but let's go in the scene in general.
0: Will it be more right. popular
1: in at least Japan, you think, in 10 years? Um, I think so. I hope so, because uh, I always look, you know, look like this, like a jazz. Is, is, it's not even bigger um, um, compared to other genre of the music. It's not big anyway, you know. And so one percent in America. I don't know yeah, what it exactly. is. In a,
0: I don't know what it is in Japan. Hopefully higher,
1: a little bit. Uh, okay, but
0: that's it. it. It's but, but
1: pretty much same. So this may be you know too too optimistic. But uh I think it it, it get only better. <laughs> you know, I mean. And- I- I'll be so sad <laughs> if it's going, you know, worse than this, but <laughs> I just hope, I just really hope, man. So are there any young artists coming up that are killing it in the
0: scene over there?
1: Oh, yeah. This this bunch of guys in, like, early 20s, man, I, I really, really love what they're doing, especially in Tokyo. Um, They can, they really can play, I don't know, maybe, like, you know technology right now they can check out like great music so easily i don't know that's the reason but uh they they create they make a bands and you know not necessarily they they would play traditional traditional jazz but uh most of them are you know based on coming from uh, you know jazz um uh, music and they they doing something something fresh that i really like yeah man i seen
0: some on youtube that i think are amazing uh something uh-huh. miller on saxophone is amazing uh, i'm forgetting her name which is sad i should have wrote it down ahead of time oh yuko
1: miller yeah thank you thank okay.
0: you <laughs> another one of my dumb moments good job uh, but yes yuko miller is great and there's a drummer i think her name is Rico um, dang, you don't know, forget about that, but yes, I'm just saying from what I see on YouTube, it looks good, yeah. but I don't really know how it's perceived in Japan.
1: No, I think they're they're very popular, but uh, but so many musicians are really you know uh, some role musicians are here that you know playing serious serious stuff that you know and then, then a lot of lot of cats spend time in New York and Boston, so they got same kind of similar vibe uh from there too. But if you look at overall these younger musicians uh start coming to the scene, they I, I really like cause uh I don't know, they it's I feel they are not forced to play a certain way. You you, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes yes, they got more freedom. Yeah, many years ago, I guess, even, even when I went new school, it was still there. Like, oh, you have to play in this way. You have to play this way. You know, they never say, it, but you feel that. Because, But I was lucky, you know, I'm in the same generation of, you know, Rob and Jose and Esperanza and all those guys that, you know, kind of opened doors for, you know, this generation that you can do, you can do beat, you can do, you know, you can do whatever. But uh in Japan, these this young guys kind of doing similar way that really, really, I, I really feel great about it.
0: Okay. So have you ever been invited to play on a non-jazz album? Um, uh, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Pop music. Yeah. a Pop music. Yeah. Anybody yeah. you dig that we know of? Um,
1: uh, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. This wasn't the album. This is just the one single, but, um, uh, we have been playing for, for a while, but, uh, I, I'm still in the DJ Premier's band you know DJ Premier? Yes, I do. Yeah, so um I think it was 2016. Um he formed a band, a live band with him and then I was in it. And I guess I'm still in it. You know, we just haven't played for a long time, but uh uh we we made one song together. So uh I don't know if you call that his non jazz song, I but mean, uh, he produced a lot of hip hop, ex- yeah, exactly. So, did you get you to know. perform
0: with Nas?
1: No, 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 I, I, that's like you know, it's like a dream. I, I was <laughs> just asking because I actually like Nas is music. <laughs> no, I haven't, but uh, okay. but uh, you know, it, it's been great. You know, we went like a few tours with DJ Premier, and then you know, the stories that he, he told us was so fresh, and you know, <laughs> it's like legendary right there. So that was that was so much fun. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of jealous of that. So you got <laughs> to meet a lot of those hip
0: hop artists at the time at least?
1: I think he had um he had a few few guests, but uh Prime and I, I kind of it, it's been a minute so I forgot that. But uh it's, it was mostly human human band. So okay didn't really meet much like you know huge artists. but uh, it was it was great man
0: okay so if you can make your dream album remove all the barriers all the constraints what type of project would you do mm-hmm. and who would be on it
1: like <laughs> all the instrument or just a few guys it, doesn't matter just tell me what your dream is okay okay man i love Greg Hutchison. Okay. Yeah. I actually want to read that. I really want to make out. album. <laughs> Wait, Dream album. Damn. Uh, wow. Man, it's tough. Okay, who would be on piano? Man. Ooh. It's funny. A long time ago, Jose asked me the same thing on that. <laughs> so Jose was trying to set you up with this dream band uh, and you didn't answer uh, him? On the green room. I guess I did, but depends on what kind of music you want to play, too. But, uh, um, man, I want to play with Harvey Hancock. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on bass. That's tough. Uh, oh, Pino Paradino. Really, yeah, okay. Let's play Pino, but if you have a Pino, so this is this kind of overlap. I, with her, not now I have to now I have to think about music, you know. Okay, five,
0: five, five. Forget that question, man. That's too deep,
1: but it's okay. I got what I got, Greg and Harvey and Pino. That's 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 awesome. I want to hear it. That'll be
0: interesting. That'd be very interesting,
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so
0: <laughs> we'll ask a few more, then we end this. Okay, okay, so since you're an established musician, you get to be uh-huh. the first person to ask that I ask this questions in this series of is it true? So I'm gonna ask you a question, huh? And you're gonna say, Is it true? Yes or no? I'm
1: gonna say yes or no. Yes, or explain it, okay.
0: Okay. Did jazz become boring because no one was listening? Or did people stop listening to jazz because it was boring?
1: No. No. Wait. Did that <laughs> question. You? I thought you asked me two question. I did. But- it was
0: a chicken or an egg question. Which one came first? Did jazz become boring because no one was listening? Huh? Or did jazz? Or did people stop listening to jazz because it was boring?
1: Oh, I, I wish I could answer answered it. Oh, uh, man. Man. He was like...
0: This is guy that keeps emailing me these things, so I'm just going to start reading them. He calls himself the
1: legendary troll. <laughs> it's working perfectly. <laughs> Damn. It's so like a little bit, little bit of the both. I don't know... I don't know the the, the the word bowling is right you know uh, this is how I feel some some jazz music choose audiences that's for sure mm-hmm. you know and and that sometimes create a wall to for some audiences and which is which is true I think but uh, I, I never think that's a bad thing. Because uh, if you take the jazz as a, you know, this music as art, of course, art sometimes not for everybody. So that's how I think, man, you know? So depends on what kind of jazz or what kind of this music you're talking about. It's, it's different. I'm sorry. I wish uh, I could. It's okay. Strong, it's fair. It's, fair. it's fair.
0: It's <laughs> fair. So before you go, we normally like uh-huh. to give a shout out and show our respects to the artists that came before us. So I'm okay. going to tell you an instrument and two artists. Okay. Choose one mm-hmm. and tell us why. Sure. On trumpet. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to start with trumpet for you. Okay. Not good. Okay. I'll come back to trumpet. Saxophone. No, no, go ahead. Okay. No, let's, let's do it at first.
1: So I feel, feel feel relaxed after. Lee Morgan or Dizzy Gillespie. Mm. Wow. I would say Dizzy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the one, he he created the, you know, the era was you know, Bard and I think, I think because of him, you know, all the music after was, you know, uh, he just inspired all the music happened after that, so I would say Dizzy. Okay. Yeah.
0: Wayne Shorter or sonny Rollins on saxophone.
1: No, don't do it.
0: No, no. you gotta choose one.
1: Don't <laughs> be that guy. Come on. No. Come uh, on. Okay. Okay. Wayne. Why? Um, I just I love his compositions, that's why. <laughs> I'll let you on that one.
0: On um, bass, Paul okay. Chambers or Christian McBride?
1: Mm. Mm. All right. Christian McBride because once I have played listen <laughs> and I I loved it. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, piano. Herbie yeah. Hancock or Art Tatum?
1: Oh <laughs> what kind of question is it? Oh no. Oh uh, mm, mm, damn man, I would say Harvey goes out. he just it's a pleasure that you know we live in the same time as him and then um and he seems to be so healthy that we can probably still uh, witness, you know, uh, his his art and his music. So I just want to appreciate that, the fact that we, we live in the same time. So that's why I would say, Harvey,
0: yes. Okay.
1: On drums, Matt oh. Wilson or Jonathan Blake? Mm, I would say Jonathan Blake. Because uh, I've seen him on the live a few times a few times and then um yeah he man, he's he's a monster. <laughs> okay
0: yeah. And one last one, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. On Trumpet Again. Okay. Miles or Winton? Miles.
1: Really? Why? I mean, um uh, uh don't don't get me wrong. I I love Winton. You know, uh, he came new school, performed in front of everybody, and just blown everybody's away. But uh, um, them, especially, you know, my my style and like, I just love how he uh, how he developed and uh, changed the style. And he's, he's he was always moving to uh, new things, and I just love the style, you know. And I love the Winton too, like how he plays is incredible. But uh, me as a, a composer, and you know, when I talk, when I thinking about writing music and stuff, I sometimes forget that I'm a I'm the trumpet player. I always like thinking about more music, not uh, not the track that I just shine or take a solo. So, in terms of, in terms of that, how Miles his approach to the music was wasn't just playing the trumpet; he was painting more bigger picture or image. So, I just I really respected him. That's why. Okay
0: just wanted a trumpet player's opinion on it
1: okay <laughs> so can you
0: tell everyone your social media your website where to find you
1: oh uh, yeah uh so yeah i have a a kind of low-key on the facebook so the instagram taku trumpet and i do a uh, there's a little youtube uh, videos in there, so you can go check that out, but uh, I guess that's about it, I do a little Twitter I think it's also type of trumpet but I, I use that more in writing in Japanese, so I guess Instagram is the main one
0: okay, Yes. Yeah. fair and everyone, be sure to check out his new album which comes out in
1: September uh, September 18th 18th,
0: yeah. September 18th yeah. 2020, okay yeah. So. yeah man Everyone, this is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you all. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. That's that on Jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ImprovExchange.